Hey, welcome back to the podcast, guys. So today we were blessed to have Taylor in the building. I've been seeing this girl's videos go viral, you know, and always doing something that's combating witchcraft, combat coming against, you know, all these types of new age practices that Christians don't even realize they're practicing in. And I was just like, I have to get her on the podcast, you know, because, you know, she also had a good testimony that I thought was worth sharing. And today's podcast is a little bit all over. We're talking about dealing with a breakup, how to heal before you get to your spouse. We're talking about yoga. We're talking about crystals. We're talking about sage. We're talking about all those things that might be happening in your house or your church. So definitely tune in. Be sure to follow Taylor on social media. She's a good follow. Very nice young lady. But I'm going to let you go. Listen to the podcast. Peace. All right, guys. Like I just introduced our special guest for today, we have a lady by the name of Taylor Scroggins. Maybe you've seen her on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Break it internet, and we're just blessed to have you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So Taylor's gonna be telling us a little bit about herself, but I want to start this off by saying, guys, she's. Not just because her videos are going viral, but because people are going viral over nonsense. But it's the fact that this woman, I, sis, I'm, I, I want you to know I'm impressed. You know, you've been doing a lot of videos that I feel like is is stirring up people in our generation and not just um, be bold, but to be more knowledgeable about the things that, you know, the media is pushing their way. So shout out to you. But before you tell us a little bit about yourself, I've been telling my wife that the Nashville chicken sandwich is the best um, sandwich I've ever eaten in my life. So being a woman from Tennessee, have you ever tried a Nashville chicken sandwich? That's my question for you. Of course. I, I think my favorite is Hattie B's. It's a little bit maybe uh, overrated. Hattie B's. It's iconic. Like that I don't care overrated. if people No, some people are like, it's, they want to go to like a hole in the wall place. I mean, it's all good, but my favorite is Hattie B's. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Well, guys, if you're from Tennessee, make sure you write that down. Um, and not only go to her church, um, she's married, fellas, go to church to praise God, not to harass this woman, but go to Hattie B's because they have the best Nashville chicken sandwiches. But says, go ahead and introduce yourself to the, to the group and let us know a little bit about yourself. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. So yeah, my name is Taylor Scroggins. I got married uh, almost two years ago um, in August of 2021. Um, and I grew up in a pretty standard, like full gospel, non-denominational uh, church background. Um, I, I grew up in wonderful churches and it was great. I knew all the stories about the Lord. Um, but by the time I got into high school, when I was around 15, 16 years old, um, someone in my family, my dad actually came home one day and gave me an astrology book. Um, and I was introduced to the occult uh, as a teenager. And not long after that, um, started doing yoga at my school. And so I went to church. I believed in God. But then I started practicing astrology and doing yoga. And I had no idea that I was essentially getting indoctrinated into the new age movement into false religion. And so um, I kind of went on throughout high school. I, I had a relationship with God, but I didn't know the word of God enough. I didn't even know that astrology was divination and sin. And so I was this lukewarm Christian. I had one foot literally in the occult and the other foot in the church, and I was ignorant and I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And so my spiritual life was always um, 
kind of restricted because I was living in sin, ignorant or not, it doesn't change the truth. And so um, I did have encounters with the Lord. Um, I would pray for people I believed, but I was still living in deception. Like so many people today, I know so many Christians who say, I love to manifest and I'm going to manifest with God. And they don't even right, know that right. that's witchcraft. So that was me. Um, and then I got into, and all during this time, um, I know we're on the Godly Dating um, podcast and we're talking about relationships. And during this time, I was talk about um, everything, sis. We're going there. We're going I was there. in uh, this super crazy relationship situationship throughout uh, high school and college, up and down, just no stability, and that really pushed me even more into the astrology because they'll say, "Well, I know the person you're going to marry and your soulmate, and they're this sign and that sign, and that's divination. It's trying to tell the future um, spiritually." without God. Um, and so that was what I was doing. And then I got into college and I just entered into this season of being really frustrated in my faith. Um, I am a Christian artist and songwriter and some awesome doors and opportunities open for me. Praise and God. then no, but then like the door shut. Oh. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, praise God. I'm like, no, <laughs> well, I mean, yes, praise God, because he did shut the doors, Amen. but the, the doors open and I'm like, this is my opportunity, you know, and the Lord was like, no, not yet. I wasn't mature enough in my faith to just go into ministry fresh out of high school. Um, and so I got really frustrated and I was mad at the Lord and my parents were like, you know what, this is best. Praise God. They had that wisdom, but I was mad at them. And so I entered college really disappointed um, in God that just came from my spiritual immaturity. I didn't really trust him, obviously. And so um, I was mad and I just felt like God had abandoned me. I just believed the lie of the devil. And so um, I just felt abandoned in my faith. And so I started turning more to the astrology, to the crystals, um, all of the new age things. And then you know, the relationship never got better. It was just even more up and down. And so everything in my life felt really unstable. Um, and so I kind of, during this time, you know, starting college, you want to make friends. I made friends with these people who just love to party and drink and go out and smoke and everything. And uh, I had never had friends like that before. And I just thought, well, you know, I'm I'm just going to hang out with them. They're really fun, but I'm not going to yeah. get drunk and I'm not going to do drugs. I'm not going to go crazy like that. But, you know, you can only hang around with people so long before they start to rub off on you. Right, right. And so, yeah, that was that was my testimony. That was my story. So that first year of college, I was partying. I was living in sin. I was doing divination. And the more uh, I was mad at my parents, I was mad at God. And the more I rebelled, um, the hungrier for astrology and everything like that, the crystals and all of the meditation and trying to open my third eye and psychics, the more hungry um, for that sin I became. Um, the Bible says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And so right. as I rebelled against God and my parents, I wanted more of the new age stuff of the witchcraft. And right. so um, pretty much, you know, I, I opened the door to so much depression and um, I started having suicidal thoughts, not like planning it, but more of, I don't want to live anymore. I was yeah. full of despair. And so I just, you know, I cried out to God and I'm, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I'm empty. And then this woman who's a family friend just showed up at my parents' house one day when I was there. And she was like, the Lord told me today is the day of your freedom. I'm going to pray for you. And I was so at the end of myself, I just 
was like, okay, sure. I don't, I'm not going to fight it anymore. I was fighting Mm -hmm. God. And so she prayed for me. God delivered me from a spirit of death and depression and all of the depression, the emptiness that I had, it left. I was completely healed. I started going to church again. Um, and I'm still, so I stopped partying. I stopped drinking, but I'm still in this crazy relationship and I'm still doing astrology and new age because the Lord hadn't revealed to me and I didn't know that I was living in sin. And so I keep going to church and then, um, the relationship that up and down, up and down all those years, it finally comes to a complete end. Like the relationship is totally over. Um, and I am so in despair and heartbroken and, I, that, that heartbreak just led me even more down the rabbit hole. Um, and I just started getting anxious. I started living in sin. I got into a rebound relationship. Like I just started trying to fill the void with everything that I could. And even though like I had started on my freedom out of all that darkness with the Lord, it was like that breakup, like set me backwards. It set me down another mini spiral. I didn't turn away from God that time, but it was really hard and I was not giving my heart to God to let him heal it. I was trying to heal it myself. I was like, well, maybe if I smoke weed, like it'll give me some peace or maybe if I go with my friends or maybe if I get into another relationship and it was like, but the Holy spirit was still like pulling me. Like I had this thought that would never leave. Like I just need to read my Bible. I just need to go to church. I just need to give it to God. And I was just wrestling with that for Mm -hmm. A few months and then um finally one night i was just in my little college apartment and i was listening to a sermon um, about giving your whole entire heart to god everything every area every part of you and it was my time i just knew that's what i needed to do and so i cried out to the lord. i was just weeping i cried out to god i gave him everything i said lord here's my whole heart my whole life every relationship everything just take it i can't do this on my own anymore. I can't heal my own heart. Mm -hmm. And so um, I cried out to him and the Lord very clearly told me um, to break up. I was in a rebound relationship. Like I mentioned, she said, break up with that guy, write for one year, don't date anybody, just spend time with me. And I said, okay, Lord. And so um, that's what I did. I I surrendered everything. And so um, cut off all the ungodly relationship, everything that I was in and no relationships that was something from my past i always wanted to be in a relationship because i always wanted that love and affirmation when i should have been getting it from the lord and so um yeah i i focused on writing songs on writing um blog posts on writing um content to be shared spiritual content and writing my journey and what god was taking me through and he led me um after that to go work at a record label and that's where I met my husband Jericho. So, you know, ever since then, that night that I gave my life, everything to the Lord about six, six, seven years ago, I'm really bad at math. Uh, Ever since then, I have been on this trajectory of ministry and he's been taking me deeper into freedom and deliverance. And um, I'm so passionate about seeing people healed and set free. And so I was excited to come on here and share because I know there's some people with a broken heart who might be hearing this. And I just want to let everyone know that giving it to the Lord is the best way to heal. Yeah. So that's loaded and praise God for that. (laughs) No, 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 not, not in a bad way. I mean, it's it's just amazing because a lot of times you ask people, what's their testimony? And it was just like, well, he delivered me from sin. Well, 
duh, that's all of us. Even if you grew up in church, you know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, that's a lot because you said a lot of things that some people are unaware of. Um, a few of them we're going to dive into. You mentioned dealing with yoga um, and being demonic. Um, a lot of people don't agree. You mentioned um, going on basically a fast from relationships. A lot of people don't agree, which we're going to talk a little bit about again. Um, you mentioned how manifestation is witchcraft and witchcraft is really a form of rebellion against God. You know, so you mentioned a lot of things and even dad being the one who being like the first source to introduce you to the wrong thing, you know, and the Bible tells us to honor our parents, but a lot of people don't realize honoring your parents doesn't mean everything they do is biblical. So you, you might allow your parents to lead you astray. You don't even realize it, you know, so you mentioned a whole lot that I want to dive a little bit into this episode about. So uh, quick question, when you're, when your dad first introduced you to this, was he also in church uh, or was it just a matter of dad just gave you a book? You know what I mean? And didn't realize the implications yeah. of it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So many of us, we go through all of our issues in life and we don't know how to deal with it. Uh, I think a lot of times we think stress and trauma are the only time someone needs to go to therapy. But truth be told, there are a lot of things that you go through on a day to day basis and you don't know the right way to deal with it. That could be in your career, that could be in relationships, that could be in school. As someone in college classes, trust me, it gets stressful. And I know a lot of people who have decided to drop out of their majors or some people who stayed in their majors and sought therapy and always came back saying therapy was a huge benefit for them. So if you're a person who feels as though you may not have gone through trauma, but you have such a, a burden to carry, I believe that you should give BetterHelp a try. If you're thinking about therapy, I think it's the best place to start. It's fully online, it's flexible with your schedule, and it's something that is easy and something that I recommend. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash godly today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. Yeah, um, my my dad, he grew up Muslim, and oh, then okay. he got, yeah, he got saved um, as a young adult. And then um, after he got saved when we were growing up, he just went through this period of, of searching. He got yeah. spiritually lost. And so he just believed the lie that there's multiple paths to God. And so my mom would drag him to church, but he was more of a universalist for a period of time. Mm -hmm. He believed that everything, you know, there was truth in Buddhism and astrology and Islam and Christianity. And so when he was in that lifestyle, that's when he came home and gave me that book. And I remember I asked, I was like, how is this true if God created us and our personalities? Yeah. And he was like, no, God created astrology. Like it's the system he made. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Um, and so I believe that lie for many years. Okay. So when it comes to yoga, let's go there. Um, I've told people, uh, so, uh, let me hear your, 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 your thought process on it. Cause I've told people it's wrong. Um, and I guess I don't do enough talking about it because in the past I've kept the podcast all only about dating. Now it's my goal that the podcast will be about godly living in general. YouTube, wow. I'll make more um, relationship videos because apparently that's what people want to hear. But the problem is everyone wants to hear about dating. No one really wants to hear come out of your sin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So what is the reason why you say yoga is demonic? What is it about yoga that makes it? Because some people are going to say it's just stretching. You know what I mean? So what's your thoughts? 
I have def I have a firsthand testimony from coming out of yoga. So no one will ever convince me that it is okay because I know what I went through. But um, yoga, the word yoga means to yoke. And that in the Bible, if you're familiar with the word yoke, it means to attach yourself to something. And so if you just do five minutes of research, you'll find that the yoga poses are intended to yoke you, to bind you, to uh, Hindu gods and goddesses, which the Bible says that all other gods and goddesses are demons. And so um, through the breath work, the chanting, if you've ever heard the chants in a yoga class, it's in a different language most of the time. So it yeah. kind of goes over people's heads, but the chants are literally like worship songs to Hindu gods and goddesses. Um, and so how can you sit in that environment and think that it's you know, it's, it's idolatry. And when I was doing yoga, I would pray to God. Like I mentioned, I was living in witchcraft and in the church mm -hmm. and I would pray to God and I would literally put on worship music and I would do the yoga and I would literally only think about Jesus. And, but I would do the poses. The teacher would say those chants, she would put on the music and I ended up needing to get deliverance from yoga. And someone was praying and they were calling out all these Hindu gods and goddesses by name. And I literally felt a spirit come up in my body and get angry and manifest. And I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. get out, get out in Jesus name. And, and it left. Um, and so I know firsthand that an unclean spirit entered me when I was doing yoga and I was praying to Jesus the whole time. And so it's very clearly demonic. Um, and I stand firmly on that. Please stand firm. Um, the, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what anyone tries to join in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that. And like you mentioned, all it really takes is five minutes of research. <laughs> you know, right. but a lot of people, they find so many excuses. I'm just stretching. Oh, it calms my body. It's a form of exercise. It's a form of relaxation. You know, you hear all of these things, but at the end of the day, a lot of times we really need to pay attention to the where it originated from. Because yeah. you could do something with a pure heart. Like you said, you even did it with worship music. I think a lot of people have done this with the same mentality, whereas it's just mm -hmm. stretching. But the problem is, if you're doing something that... Uh, the problem is... Let's put it this way. There's only one God. Paul made it clear. All these other gods are idols. There, There is no other God but one. So what people are doing is fine. But Paul is saying, he tells us, I believe it's around like Romans 14. And he's saying, yes, it may not be worshiping another God to you, but to someone else it is. So you might think you're doing something, oh, it's just no big deal. But to someone of that religion, you're, mm -hmm. you're practicing the same religion as them. So it also makes it problematic when a believer is just like, it's no big deal, it's just stretching. Whereas a Hindu um, believer may think we're worshiping the same God, which we aren't. You know, So like you just mentioned, you're opening up portals and you're opening up access to your heart, to your mind, to, to evil spirits. So while you may be a person who's probably never get exposed to that, Praise God that he protected you. But at the same time, there are other people who have opened up their heart to other demons and other evil spirits because of just, quote unquote, stretching. So I thought it was pretty good that you said that because I, obviously this is something you can literally go into a whole episode about. So I won't um, stare us clear that far on yoga. But um, if you're a person who still believes in that or still practices it, just go ahead and do some research. And if you think myself is wrong, you think Taylor's wrong. Just make sure you're praying about it, and it's not a matter of, well, I feel. It's a matter yeah. of what does the what is the truth, 
And if you believe it's a worship to other God, we already know what the scriptures say about worshiping other gods. So the next part I want to ask you about um, a little bit about your testimony. Um, you were talking about how manifestation is witchcraft and you were saying you were practicing new, you had your, I can't remember the exact words you used, but you said new age practices, even though you were in church. So yeah. I don't, I won't say how'd you realize, but what were some of the things that I guess you have done, or you think other believers are in church doing that's new age worship, if I could put it that way, if that makes sense. What are some things that we may not realize we're engaged in that we're, we're not really serving God, but it's a form of new age worship? Yeah, um, definitely crystals, using healing crystals of any kind um, is sorcery because these objects are not magical. Nowhere in the Bible do we see crystals being used to heal people and cleanse out spaces right. and all of that mess. Um, the Enneagram, the Enneagram was literally created by a cultist yeah. who drew from astrology and all of these new age practices, hypnosis. I mean, these men were deep into witchcraft that made the Enneagram and they said, Hey, let's make a plan and let's put it into the Catholic church and let it spread across to the Christians. That was literally in their books. Um, so the Enneagram is demonic, obviously manifesting. Um, people say manifestation and prayer is the same thing, but it's really not. Manifesting is trying to manipulate and control and draw things to yourself. And I'm going to speak it and I'm going to write it down 50 times and, and set my intentions. And well, that's actually incantations. That's what witches do when they make spells. They chant it and they write it over and over and over again. We don't do that. The Bible says that the Lord hears us when we have a request that we pray, we submit, we make a request known to God and we surrender it into his hands because he's God and we're not. And so we can't try to manipulate and control the universe. And well, I'm going to manifest with God. It, he's either God or he's not. You're not co-God with him. And and when people say I manifest with God, that's like you're both in the driver's Says seat. Like preach. no. <laughs> so those are some really popular things, and of course, yoga sadly um, is has infiltrated the church a lot, and it's demonic. All right, so you have to calm down. All right, that's <laughs> that's number one. Calm down. The people are not ready. You you have to go like speed limit with with um, some of our listeners. That was that was so good. Um, Man, so so you're talking about some of the things people are using, and I agree. One thing that that threw me off, and thankfully they stopped. But you know, it was a leader, you know, at a church that I went to a couple of years back, and they were saying they wanted like the leadership team to take the Enneagram test. They heard it was you know people were using it, so we all took the test. And I guess it's determining your personality type. I, I guess that's what they call it. But the problem with it is the book is called I think the Journey Back to You. So we're not dying to self. We're discovering mm -mm. ourselves. We're not um, yeah. trying to be dead and alive in Christ. We're we're trying to you know awaken something on the inside, you know, and we don't even realize. So I was always disturbed by it, and thankfully they stopped it. But I realized more people were finally coming out saying this is not biblical. And if you do your research, and that's the problem, tell people don't people don't research, <laughs> you know. No, we they want to be spoon fed. They want to be spoon fed everything. And it's ridiculous. There's a, a popular um, social media influencer. She she preaches. She teaches. She she writes books. I won't say who her name is because I don't I don't have the energy to deal with people who who I guess hate her. But whatever she says, they take it in. They take it in. And I remember the backlash when she started speaking against the Enneagram and 
Beyonce and all of these things and, and different types of witchcraft that Christians love. You know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah. So the problem is not only that they want to be spoon fed. The problem is people don't want to listen to what the scriptures say. The Bible tells us very clearly in 2 Corinthians 6, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. But the problem is, let me get on my soapbox real quick, Taylor. You know, I know you're I'm the guest. I'm ready. The problem is people have this fairy tale Disney world Jesus Christ that they serve. You know, that he just accepts everybody, that everything you do is okay. You know, it's because it's by grace through faith. And it's like you manipulate the scriptures to convince yourself that the mercy, grace, and love of God tolerates anything. You know, so you have people that are still in sin. And bear in mind, we all sin, but not trying to change. That think that this loving God is just... It's just a joke. You know what I mean? But the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians um, 6, 17, 18, where it says, come up from among them. The verse 18 tells us, then I will receive you. He tells them you have to come out from certain things in 17. And then 18 says, I'll receive you. So many people think God is receiving them. And he's not because you're still touching the unclean thing. When you're practicing witchcraft, you're practicing all these. God is merciful. So he yeah. gives you a window to repent. He's merciful. So he gives us the time to turn away from things, but to think that we can continue in it and still be received in God's presence and God's arms and receive God's blessings and receive God's favor. And just like, no, God is going to love you, obviously, because he has no choice. Like, it's just who he is. He wants to love you. Even people who are in sin, he wants to love them. However, just because God loves you does not mean you have God's favor on your life. Does not mean you can claim God's blessings. And there's so many people who are practicing witchcraft they don't even see it with this manifestation and i like that yeah. you said a a separation with the manifestation and prayer because that's really solid because a lot of people don't realize manifestation is you determining that you're going to get something prayer is determining is god determining if we're going to get it and if yeah. we don't get it we still trust him we still understand that he's still good whether we get the results he wanted or not yeah. so but there's a verse that people um, misinterpret. Sorry that I'm springing this on you. Romans um, 4.17 says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. And a lot of people think, you know, we can call things that don't exist and then it happens. You know, a lot of people like to say, oh, it's the word of faith movement. However, I do believe God has given everyone the ability to prophesy. And if the Spirit leads you, you can speak something and God will allow it to come to pass. There are times where that yes. happens in Scripture. So what are your thoughts on that? Because a lot of people believe that's manifestation. You know what I mean? So how do you view that? No, I agree with you that, you know, if, if the Holy Spirit is putting on your heart something to prophesy and something to speak, let's say you get a diagnosis from the doctor and the Holy Spirit's like, no, you need to speak the healing scriptures over yourself that, you know, he was whipped for your transgression. He was wounded. I reject sickness in Jesus name. That is being if that's being led by the holy spirit and you're declaring the word of god over yourself and you're coming out of agreement with that sickness i think that is wonderful and that is scriptural and then you have other people who just like you said they want to twist and they want to manipulate the scripture and be like well i'm going to get a million dollars and i'm going to be a millionaire and i'm going to get this kind of car and yeah. and they use it for the wrong reasons the wrong motive it's not spirit-led it's the desires for 
selfish ambition and it's a heart that's not yielded. And so when we're speaking things out, we must be led by the Holy Spirit because if you're not, we get into that weird territory of like witchcraft if we're trying to manipulate and control things. Yeah. Okay. I just want to see your, your, your mindset on it because a lot of people have used that verse and, you know, it's always one side against the next. And a lot of people are saying, no, you think you're manifesting. A lot of people are saying you're manipulating God, but I've never interpreted it that way. I believe that, like you said, you have to be in agreement with the word, not with exactly. your diagnosis. You know what I mean? Exactly. So if yeah. I'm sick, I'm not saying, well, God, you owe me healing, but I will say well, you were bruised for my transgressions. Yes. You know, the stripes on your back was for my healing. You know, so I think that's the, the point where you're not manifesting by by trying to say, I'm going to quote the word of God. I'm going to believe the word yes. of God and stand on his promises. That's not manifestation. Yeah. That's called trusting God. Because a lot of people, I think a lot of people misinterpret what the Bible says when it says to, um, you know, if you believe that you're going to be saved, because believe is not just a thought process. That's how we think in our American mindset. That's not what they believed, you know, 2,000 years ago when Jesus is telling them, you know, believe and you'll be saved. Believing in a scripture meant to adhere to, to cling to. Whereas when God said something, that is, it is a law. That is what I'm going to stand on. If God said to do this, that's what I'm going to abide by. If the scriptures are leading me that way. Whereas now everybody thinks they're saved because of church attendance. No, you're 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 saved because of when you're following God, you're born again. As Jesus tells us in John 3, it's, it's a matter of relationship. It's not a matter of claiming my blessings without relationship, you know. And I just think that's a so good. a bit of problematic uh, mindsets that that have crept into the church, and you know, it's just a story for another day. Um, but the last thing I want you to start diving into, you mentioned, um, you know, that you're a singer, and you also told us that you dealt with issues, you know, with I guess the rebound relationship, and you know, trying to find you know comfort in a person, and also mentioning you know, being on a year break when you finally got, um, when God finally got a hold of you, you know, from dating and all those things. So talk to us a little bit about how do you know when you're not in the right relationship or how do you know when you need to end it? How did, what does a person do to heal? Like talk about that process, because I know you, you made a song about it, but obviously you had to endure it. You had to live through that process that season. So talk to us a little bit about how, um, you know, women and men should go forward if they're in the same shoes that you were in. Yeah, for, for me, I was surrendering the relationship was really a picture and a way for me to surrender my whole heart. Yeah. I think a lot of times we can um, idolize people that we are in relationships with or people we fall in love with. And even for the married people, like we can idolize our spouses. Um, if we don't keep that in check, we have to love God with all of our hearts first and foremost. And out of that love, that's how we love others. And so I was idolizing uh, an unhealthy relationship. I was idolizing a person who was not meant for me. Um, and so really when that relationship ended, um, the Lord was so good and he allowed that to happen. So I would lay that down and as a result, lay down my entire life and heart. And so, um, yeah, I have this new song called Gardens coming out and it's taken from Isaiah where God says, I'll take your barren deserts um, and I will give you beautiful gardens. He's saying, I'm going to grow life where there was barrenness and brokenness. And so I really just wrote that song in my room, like crying on my bedroom floor during that process of okay, this is me literally surrendering my heart in this relationship and it's so painful. And I was, I remember even asking God, like, God, am I ever going to be able to love ever again? Because that's how much I've 
thought that this person yeah. had my heart. Um, it was totally alive, the enemy. But when your heart broke in, sometimes that's all you can feel is that pain. Sure. And so that's where I was. And um, the chorus is like, God, I in this moment, I release him to your hands. Like the song is literally a declaration about I'm I'm giving you this person. I'm giving you my heart. I'm releasing everything. I'm trusting what you have for me, that it's so much better than I could have ever planned or tried to do it on my own. And so really I wrote that song as to heal. I didn't write it for anybody else. I never intended on releasing it. That was just the raw moment I was in of declaring the word of God that from a desert, you make gardens, you will heal my heart. You will teach me how to love again. Um, and that was just so healing because every time I was singing that I was literally releasing that person. And that's what we have to do is you have to surrender your heart. You have to release the person and give everything to the Lord and your heart will heal. It'll be safe in his hands. And don't be like me if, you know, if you're listening and think that getting into another relationship will heal it or, you know, drinking will heal it or binge watching or eating or whatever the thing is, nothing will be able to satisfy our hearts except for Jesus Christ. That's what we were created for. Um, And so if you're going through a heartbreak, please just press into the Lord. There is no better hands there's no better person to give your heart to than him and that's my encouragement you know yeah that's good i think i think a lot of people a lot of times we go wrong is because god doesn't allow things to go according to our timeline or Mm -hmm. the way that we want and that's what makes it harder to trust him but i Mm -hmm. think that's where you really that's where you really decide or that's where you really understand where you are spiritually because you mentioned something that i try to tell people all the time you may not realize it, but a lot of people are idolizing relationships or yes. they're not really in love with this person. They're just so in love with the idea of love yeah. that they can't let go. They can't start mm-hmm. over. And it's what the enemy is trying to do is trap you into a relationship that he knows is not for you. And what God mm-hmm. is trying to show you is Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think. So you may be asking for a good man. God has a, a better man in store for you. You may be asking God for a godly wife, a, a good wife, and God has a godly wife in store for you. So whatever it is that you think God may not give you if you let go of this, the Bible tells us that he's not going to withhold anything from you who are who's walking uprightly. So if God doesn't give you something, then that just means two things. One, I'm not ready for it. Or two, it's just not his timing. And I think yeah. a lot of times, you know, people are in the same predicament you are in, and it's just so hard to let go of. But you can't discover who you really are if you're placing your identity in a relationship rather than God. You'll so never good. know what you deserve. You'll never know where you belong or if the relationship is even healthy is you can't you know, objectively take a step back and really analyze it. Am I growing spiritually? Things like that. You know, So that's definitely solid um, advice that you're giving them. And definitely, obviously, get her single when it's coming out and you know, follow her on social media and all that. But before I go, whatever it is, and if it opens the door to something else, then obviously, you know, I'm, I'm fine talking about it. But I want to give you the last last word. What is something that you want to say to our audience? And bear in mind, it's not it doesn't have to be about dating, whatever it is that you feel as though God's placed on your heart to speak or whatever that's been on your heart lately. Um, definitely a voice that I believe that people should listen to. So talk to us. Amen. I, I think there's kind of an overarching theme. We've talked about so many things, um, but I guess the way to wrap it all up and the encouragement that I would give is 
follow the narrow way, follow the narrow path. Like it's so easy to believe the culture, what it says, like do yoga, do astrology, just date whoever you want, manifest whatever you want, live whatever kind of life you want, fill the void, fill the pain with whatever you want. And and I think really today we're just sounding the alarm. We're standing together as brother and sister in Christ and saying, you know, you don't have to live. You shouldn't live the way the rest of the world does. And even if every other Christian is manifesting or dating in crazy way, that doesn't mean that you have to. But Mm -hmm. in these last days, you know, we know that Jesus is coming back soon. We know the world is absolutely crazy. And, you know, we have to stand up for what is right. You have to stand on the rock of Jesus. The days are short. We have to be that pure and spotless bride for for what he is coming back for. We need to um, follow the narrow way, pray without ceasing, fast, live righteous and holy, not because we're afraid of going to hell, but because we're getting ready for our king to come back. We know where we're going. We're excited for his return. And when we walk in holiness, I guess that's what it is, holy living. You know, when we walk in holiness, we can not only... um, prepare for our king to come back, but we can also help other people and be an example and and really be the light of Jesus in this dark world in the last days. And so I just want to encourage you. I sense that there's some people listening, um, even in, when this plays, even now that um, they've been getting tired, they've been getting worn out. It's, it's hard to live set apart in this world. And so my encouragement is be encouraged, endure, get into the word of God more than ever before, spend time in the secret place um, because the warfare is only going to ramp up. We know that from the word of God. And so we've got to stay strong and encouraged and strengthened. Yeah. Sis, thank you for joining. So good. Um, And I love that you brought it back to holiness at the end of the day, because for whatever reason, a lot of people think holiness is a form of legalism and bondage. Do this don't do that. And it's like, you don't understand. Holy living is a privilege. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times what the enemy does, we've seen it since the Garden of Eden. God doesn't, he wants us to think that we're in bondage. God gives you access to do anything. It's one thing he's telling you not to do. Don't sin by eating from that tree. And the enemy gets you to focus on the one thing that God said, don't do. Man, a lot of people are just like, well, well, it's like, what, what can I do? What can we do in our relationship? Well, what can I do to have fun? And it's like, you can do a lot. You, who says you have to drink or smoke or to, or practice all these things in order to have a good time? Mm-hmm. An enemy mm-hmm. wants you to focus on the things that God wants you to avoid because at the end of the day, he knows that a church that doesn't operate in holiness is a church that has no power. Uh, a mm-hmm. Christian home that doesn't believe in holiness or not striving for holiness has no connection to God. So mm-hmm. you have to understand that God, as merciful as he is, The Bible says in Hebrews, without holiness, no man will see the Lord. It says, follow peace with all men and holiness. So if you're not striving for a holy, and holy just means to be set apart, consecrated. It's not saying at all times you're perfect, but you're striving for that perfection, which is what we should be doing. Daily striving to be closer towards God. And if you're not doing that, unfortunately, you're going to lose your way. But guys, thank you for tuning in and joining us. With this amazing superstar, she doesn't want to act, um, she doesn't want us to know she's a superstar, but she's a superstar. You know, follow her on TikTok, Instagram, all those things. Be sure to get her single. I appreciate all you guys that listen to the end. And for those of you who may be practicing in some of the things she called out, don't say this woman has lost her mind. Go and study. Pray about it. Don't pray about it. God will reveal it to you. 
And don't just read books, read the Bible and see what God is saying. Love you guys. See you guys next week. And hopefully we can still learn back again 30 minutes for another time. Peace.